we, I wish you would like announce it. You are live. You know what I mean? Something cool like that. I don't Maybe know. Tom Brady popping out in that wetsuit that he wears on cold exactly. days. Like, hey, you are live. You know what I mean? StreamYard, pay the man some money to pop up on our screen. But for those of you at home, welcome to another episode of the Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to do things like we do each and every week here. We're going to cover everything that there is. Week 14, yes, 14 of the NFL season. We are inching closer and closer to the end of the year, and it's kind of depressing. You know what I mean? Because once once January hits, you realize that the football season is not as in-depth. It's not as, you know, cool anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, we get the playoffs, but, you know, then we're doodling down to four games. You know, then there's two games, and then there's only one game, and then we're in the middle of February trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives because maybe, just maybe, we have to spend time with our family, and that does not sound as much fun as it does podcasting and talking about each week. We talk about the football games. We're going to cover the games of the week, some of my favorite bets, some starts and sit in the world of fantasy football, and then, of course, some starts and sits in the world of daily fantasy. And then, of course, we'll top it off with our favorite segment, the movie corner. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox. So thank you. Welcome back. Welcome back. I must yes. Last week, apparently, I just called uh, Jason John. John or John Jason something. I don't even know. I don't even know what I did. Poor John. Oh well, he he's he must be used to it. Yeah, I uh, it was a real fun um, traveling experience. Had a family funeral, and nothing seemed to go right on that uh, on that Friday. A uh, lot of time milling around the airport, which you know I had time, just not an actual place to do a show. I don't know who would have popped up behind me at the airport. Um, it probably would have been uh, exciting, yeah, exciting to see. And you know, no internet is as stable as uh, public airport internet. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, definitely um, interesting. I guess the word would be—is that the word I could look for? Is interesting, yeah. maybe. Um, with that being said, before we dive into the week ahead, I wanted to recap real quick. I, I think I believe. Remember you messaging in the chat that you are in the Scott Fishbowl. Playoffs, correct? I think I am. I finished second in my division. Um, I actually don't know in the app where it shows you. I just went to our division and I see myself. Now, don't get me wrong, guys. I don't. I don't want to brag here. I don't want to brag here. But I did finish eleven and two in the top of the division. I was terrified because the guy below me had uh, had the opportunity of winning. But then, of course, the, the worst football game in the history known to man happened on Monday Night Football. Um, and Josh Allen decided to fall off a cliff because that's what saved me in keeping me in first place. Um, I did lose my first game in a while. So I'm pretty excited about that. I did, I did, I did make the first round by. So I'm very pleased with that. I need it because Adam Thielen is reeling. You know what I mean? I lost a quarterback to the bye week, which I I feel bad for people that are in the playoffs right now because there is four teams on the bye this week, and there's some pivotal player. When I was looking, match Jonathan was, Taylor. You have you have Jonathan Taylor. You have uh, you have Gisecki. 
You've got, you know, if you're playing some of the Patriot running backs, they're gone. If you're playing, if you're forced to play Mac Jones, especially in the league like this, where you're playing two quarterbacks most of the time weekly. And then, of course, Jalen Hurts, he might not be a good quarterback on the field, but off the field, he's doing, I mean, on the football field, he's doing really good in fantasy. So there's a lot of, and Miles Sanders, there's a lot of different guys that are out this week that I feel bad for them because they are missing them. So you wear you you rode the tires of Jonathan Taylor all season long in the Scott Fishbowl, and when it comes down to playoff time, you are in the in the midst of trying to make it to the finals, and here you sit without your best players. So I, I feel bad for you guys at home. Without further ado, we're going to reach our first segment as we do. Hang on one second. Well, I've got a first question rolling, and this is one that I think guys with the game cook a game time decision. Do we play both Matson and Cook or? Who to play if both are active? Yeah, and they, they pretty much said uh, Cook is playing. So, you know, if you had them both, I'm playing Cook. If you only have Madison and you're, you know, kind of desperate and you don't have a lot of great options, I might put him in there because my concern mm-hmm. would be with Dalvin Cook and his shoulder is that he doesn't make it all the way. But that being said, it, I mean, it's the Vikings, so they'll probably will play Cook. It's not an incredible um, matchup because Pittsburgh's front is has been pretty good. Uh, but I think you've got to play Dalvin Cook if he's active because they're telling you he's good enough to go. It's crazy to me because I, uh, I made a playoff move last week that wasn't very um, – uh, didn't make Matthew Fox very happy. I did give up a future pick for uh, Matson, and now it's turning around and biting me in the ass because he did help me last week with a great win. And then, of course, I was hoping to get at least two games out of him, but it looks like I'm only going to get one. But I don't know if I have very many options that are better than Matson, which sucks because, well, I don't really have yeah. any faith in this. This is not the playoffs yet, so I feel like I'm I'm in the playoffs, which is good. But it, it's going to be hard to watch. I did pick up Osborne, which I think is going to be a good pickup in substitution. I, I did double check my uh, Scott Fishbowl. I am in the playoffs. You are, but you got a matchup this week, right? Yeah, I didn't. I was second in my division at eight and five, but it looks like they did the the buys based on points for with your entire conference. Yeah, so you got to buy whether you were first in the division and then first in the, first in points. Those are the yeah. two buys that were given out. So that's awesome. Both of us made the playoffs. It's exciting. I didn't make the playoffs last year. I think I did terrible last year. Uh, I've got another question. Would you flex Madison or Gallup? I have Cook and Cooper. Gallup. Yeah. Washington's past defense is not great. Not at all. Definitely Gallup for me as well. With that being right. said, let's go ahead and chime in with your games of the week, sir. Yep, so the morning window game on Sunday that I'm looking forward to is the Ravens versus the Browns. Um, I know two weeks ago when they played, it wasn't the most exciting matchup. It was pretty low scoring. Ravens have been okay, but not exceptional. And the Browns have had a kind of a train wreck season. I think if Cleveland doesn't win this game, they're in trouble. I'll be curious to see. Cleveland's strength is running the ball. The part of the Ravens' defense that's actually still working is their run defense. They are weak on the back end, especially after losing more corners last week. Can Baker Mayfield with Jarvis Landry and, more importantly, a maybe a deep shot to Donovan Peoples-Jones take advantage of that? Or is this going to be you know, a 9-6 
we were going to our life. But all of the morning games have that potential. Uh, the late window game is the Buffalo Bills at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady gets his old division rivals, the Buffalo Bills again. Buffalo is struggling. Um, you know, they were my preseason pick to the Super Bowl. They have not looked like that. They've struggled running the ball. Their defense has been okay. Their passing game hasn't been dominant. Tampa Bay's defense is stronger up front than it is on the back end. That should help Josh Allen, but Tampa Bay has been playing a lot better. They're 9-3. and three. They're cruising toward potentially getting a top seed. The Bills need wins just to stay in the playoff race and to stay in the race in the NFC East where uh, the Patriots have a pretty good lead right now. So that should be interesting. The Sunday night game. Aaron Rodgers uh, and the 9-3 Packers are hosting the 4-8 and eight Chicago Bears. Aaron Rodgers said earlier this season, I own you to the to the Bears fans. Uh, he still owns them. This is not the most appealing uh, primetime matchup. But Monday Night Football, uh, second week, we get a great divisional matchup. Uh, the Los Angeles Rams 8-4 heading in to play the Cardinals, who are 10-2. The Cardinals won the first matchup. If the Rams want to have a shot at getting the division they need to win, uh, Monday night, Arizona getting there, getting healthier. Looks like Chase Edmonds is going to play. Rams finally got off the snide, being able to beat the Jaguars last week. Can they do it against a good team? I think that's going to be a heck of a matchup, maybe one of the best of the week. Yeah, there's. It, we were talking about how there's just not a lovely amount of football games that are exactly enticing. And I, I think the reason why – I think it's next week where they can begin to flex games, or is it wasn't this week? No, they flexed like uh, last Sunday night. They flexed. Um, they flexed the Chiefs and the Broncos got flexed, and it was supposed to be that uh, Seahawks um, 49ers. Yeah. So the thing about it was, is I know they why they didn't do the Bears Packers because that rivalry is pretty deep. So it doesn't really surprise me they didn't take the even the go even though the game's probably not going to be. Uh, that competitive because Rodgers will probably go out there and throw 93 touchdowns. But I was talking about this when I was I was looking over my bets for the week. You know what I mean? Like I do each and every week. I provide some bets that I like. Last week was a little bit rough. It was a little rough. Um, it's not really surprising. I was going to have to come off my high, you know, string for the entire season. But I, I overall for the season, I'm still doing relatively solid. I do think I'm quite impressed with myself because I didn't think that I was going to do as good as I did. But overall in the season, if you follow me over on Betstamp, I'm 50 and, 50 and 31, which is pretty solid against uh, uh, betting there. But this week, it's ugly. There's just – the betting is not pretty no matter how I looked at it. You know what I mean? I was looking at some of the games. I don't really love the matchup tonight. I think Pittsburgh maybe wins, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm picking Pittsburgh. Um but outside of that, the Titans-Jaguars, Jaguar, that game has no interest to in me because I don't really love the Titans. That I mean, if they win, they're minus 425. You're not making any money there. The Jaguars are plus 8.5. I don't really love that because I don't really know what Titans team is going to show up. Uh, I don't love the Chiefs-Raiders game when it comes to the spread. I'm not a big fan of that one because it's 9.5 points. Um, now, the next game I will talk about, I do like the Ravens plus 3.5 on the road. Um, another line's at plus 3. You can get it from plus. You can get it at three, or you can get it at three and a half. I've got it at minus one forty at plus three and a half. The Browns have failed to cover in ten of their last twelve games, and the Ravens have won four straight games against the Browns. I just don't. I just don't know what goes on watching the Ravens. They're one of the ugliest football teams I think I've ever watched play football. But for some reason, they manage to get themselves in situations where they're going to win football games. And if it's going to come down to Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson versus Baker Mayfield. I'm going to take Lamar Jackson every day of the week. Baker Mayfield, I just 
I just don't know if he's the guy. He's not. I, I just after I've seen so much of him that I'm just not sure. I don't know what Lamar Jackson is either. I, I really can't figure it out because there's times where we see the four interceptions and then there's times where we see he can still throw four interceptions and still manage to keep his teams in the football game because they have a great defense. But I like the Ravens in that game. I'm take, I'm buying a half a point just because if if the Browns somehow manage to win this game, it's by, it's by a field goal. So I, if I'm getting that half a point, then I'm definitely looking at a win there for myself. Cowboys versus Washington. I don't love this game. I, I don't. I think it's an ugly football game, no matter what. I do think the Cowboys win, but their money lines at minus two hundred, and I don't love them at minus four and a half this week. The Seahawks versus Texans. Sure, I think the Seahawks are going to win, but do they cover eight and a half? Who the hell knows? The Seahawks team is terrible. They could cover the eight and a half, but then again, it, what Seattle team shows up? You know what I mean? We've seen a wide range of Seattle teams this year. This could be the week. That Russell Wilson finally comes back and says, hey, I'm a football player. And people will be like, oh, my God, he's back. And then it's like, guys, he played the Texans. Um, some of the other bets that I like this week, I'm not going to go over the entire slate to bore you guys to death. But uh, I like the Bucks bills under 55 and a half points. Um, the line is that's around plus or minus 140. I am buying a, a few points when it comes down to that. I do think that we're going to have a decently uh, scoring game. I just think 55 points is a lot. I don't know. The Bills team is weird, right? The Bills team is very weird. I do think they could show up and score points. But I'm thinking we're looking at a 28-24 game, which is around – that's 52 points, right? I feel like that's that's our max, I think, because the Bills still have a decent defense. They're not easy. You're not just going to throw all over the Bills, right? Uh, missing so, Tredavious White. I, I don't disagree with that as well. I just don't feel – I feel like 55 points is a lot of points. For this game, I think, you know, you're looking at having to put one of the teams is going to have to go over 30 points. And I don't know if they do that. Um, with that being said as well, I like Patrick Mahomes over two and a half touchdown passes. That is a lot. I know it's a lot. And I know I'm kind of going crazy with that statement. And I also know the statement. I don't love the, the Chiefs minus nine and a half. I don't like any team that is giving up nine and a half points. I, I know they're at home. I know it's the Raiders. But the Raiders are another team that's just outrageous to watch play football. I don't understand their team either. One week they're good, one week they're not. I will say this as well. This is a crazy statement because I got him over two and a half touchdown passes. He hasn't even thrown a touchdown pass in two weeks. So there's that as well. But with that being said, the last time he played the Raiders, he threw not one, not two, not three, but four, not five touchdown passes against this team. I do think that the Chiefs are riding a high right now, more so than they've ever had before because they are winning football games. I don't think they're very good. But in a wide-open AFC, I could see them easily cementing themselves into the conversation for the first-round bye and also going back to the Super Bowl. One other game that I really, 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 really like the over in, again, a lot of over bets this week, over-under bets for me this week instead of betting some of these games, is I like the over-under on the Cincinnati and 49ers game. The over-under is at 49.5. Both of these teams score points. They do. And it's interesting to kind of watch the 49ers play um john last week you know he he was rant john right john yeah john last week was ranting and raving about his 49ers and how they were going to just wall up the uh seattle and of course seattle goes in there and beats them but if you look at the last five ga- or last four games from seattle or from san francisco you've got them uh scoring 31 30 34 and 23 and of course the track record of the Bengals speaks for itself over the last couple weeks we've seen them score 22 41 32 so you got two teams that are going to score some points. 49 points isn't a whole lot. I like the Bengals 49ers over of 49 and a, 49. Um, get that in now. I think that number could creep up to 50 to 50, 50 and a half. 
So um, with that being said, that is all the bets I have for this week. Again, not a not a not exactly a great week for betting for me. I I didn't love a whole lot. I reached for some of those. The Mahomes one I think is one that I might come back and bite me in the ass. I don't know, but it, plus two and a half. You're getting a plus one thirty. I'm not saying bet the farm. I'm saying bet a little bit about you need a better unit or two on it. And I think you might come ahead. So those are my four bets for the week, Mr. Fox. Let's go ahead and transition over to the start and sit. Give me your quarterback start and give me your quarterback sit. And reminder for those of you listening, Fox is going to highlight in the world of fantasy football, and mine will be centered around DraftKings pricing. So go ahead and kick us off with your start and sit at the quarterback position. Yeah, and so the standard that I use, just as a reminder, is I'm aiming top 12 at quarterback and tight end, top 24 running back and receiver. Um, you know, so start would be, I think they'll be in that range, sit outside that range. So a lot of uh, chalk options at quarterback this week based on the matchups. So I'm going with, uh, I mentioned it earlier, he told the Bears he owned them in week six, finished his QB nine that week, threw two touchdowns, run, ran for another one. I see no reason it changes, so I'm firing up Aaron Rodgers. My sit is Teddy Bridgewater. He's QB 17 on the year, but the last four weeks he's been really trending down. He's QB 25 since week 10. Um, You've got to have better options. I know you're looking out there like, oh, he's playing the Lions. It's going to be great. They're going to run. And they they watched the same game I did last week. You don't want Teddy to throw. Yeah, no, not at all. I just, I don't, I don't believe in it. Don't buy in it, but uh, it is what it is. My start of the week at the quarterback position, $5,400 coming off the bias, Cam Newton. Um, the Falcons defense is atrocious. I think they're terrible. And I do think coming off the bye, they're going to need something going on. Or I think that for some reason, Joe Brady became the scapegoat this week, which I, is a move that I didn't understand. Um, last time I checked, he didn't make the decisions on bringing the quarterbacks that they brought in and the decisions that they did to give up what they gave up. And then, of course, the decision right away to to trigger Darnold's contract for next year blew my mind as well. So I, I'm really not sure what's going on in Carolina, but I don't think Joe Brady was the exactly the, the only guy to blame for the situation there. Um, for my sit and again, reminder, this is for DraftKings because when you hear his name, you're going to be like, what? It's Tom Brady for the week. It's $7,600 on DraftKings. I just think he bots well. I think he does good in Tampa Bay, or for the game in Tampa Bay. I do think that he, he maybe throw one or two touchdown passes. He might throw two. But Fournette's been, been getting a lot of scores and a lot of looks in the red zone. I just don't think two touchdowns and 250 is really going to pay off for his price. So I don't really love Tom Brady this week. On the flip side of it, on the running back, I'll give my start and sit. My start for the week is Devontae Freeman at $5,700. I like the matchup very well. He's got double-digit carries uh, in five straight games. And, of course, he's got two or more catches in four of those five games as well. I think that he's the, I think he is the lead back there. I knew, I do understand that we have Murray and that we have um, – uh, blah, 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 blah. Let's go running back. They don't even remember Tyson Williams. Exactly. Team. Yeah, exactly. They don't remember him, and neither do I right now because I forgot about him. But – and then for my sit for the week is Chuba. I understand that he's going to implement that running back and he's coming in and, and um, you know, McCaffrey's out and stuff like that. But at 5,900, Newton's going to take goal line carries away. So that Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. 
right there already hurts kind of his value. I need to see how this team runs with Newton and no CMC before I trust Chuba on my DraftKings lineup. Uh, what are your start and sit for the running back position? Yeah, so my start is Javante Williams. I think they're going to use the running game a lot. Melvin Gordon probably is tracking back toward playing, um, which I know will put some people off. Williams was RB1 last week with how well he played, but he's actually RB19 on the season. He's been returning running back to value even in a split, and I think he's going to get more of the carries because Melvin Gordon's still not healthy, still isn't running um, that well or in practice. And I think that, you know, they saw enough from Javante Williams on the flip side. I want no piece of Alex Collins. Looks like he's tracking to come back to lead the Seahawks backfield, but I'm sure they're going to use Adrian Peterson, Travis Homer, Rashad Penny, maybe a little DJ Dallas. They may sign another guy off waivers. They're going to throw out there. Alex Collins is averaging 6.6 points per game. Uh, so he has a name going for him and that's about it. He's running back 53 on the season. You can do better. What about your wide receivers? So wide receiver, my start is T. Higgins. He is wide receiver 25 on the season overall, but he has been limited to 10 games on a points-per-game basis, 14.6 points per game. He's actually wide receiver 20, tied with Michael Pittman. He's actually been even better of late. He's been wide receiver 15 since week 10. I think the Bengals are going to throw. I think that's going to be an up-tempo game with the 49ers, so I expect him to have another good day. My set is Julio Jones. I get the appeal. He's coming back, uh, tracking to come back off IR. Titans have no weapons. Julio has just 21 receptions for 336 yards and no touchdowns in six games this season. He doesn't have great chemistry with Ryan Tannehill yet. He has not been targeted more than five times in a game since uh, week two. Um, so he hasn't been a huge part of it, even when he's been out there. And some of those times were when they didn't have A.J. Brown. Nick Westbrook's doing better. They're playing Jacksonville. I think they'll probably run a little bit more, and you don't need a huge effort to beat Jacksonville. So I'm staying clear of him in his return. Yeah, I don't blame you at all, to be honest with you. Like, I, it's it's kind of an ugly situation. So um, I don't know if I'm starting him much at all unless I see a lot from him over the next couple of weeks. But – um, with that being said, my uh, start for the week on DraftKings over there is $3,400 uh, is Guyton. Four catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown last week. Williams and Allen are both in COVID protocol. However, Allen does have – I think Williams is as well. I think they both are vaccinated, so there's the opportunity for both of them to return. Um, Williams is only a close contact, so I do think that they both are eligible. I, I think Williams got pulled as a close contact because he's not vaccinated. Oh, okay. So if he's not vaccinated, then we're we're running the risk of Williams not playing this looking week. Looking at the yeah, looking at the projections, it looks like Keenan. There is still strong belief that Keenan Allen will clear, um, but I saw Williams' projection is off the board. See, I was wondering about that because it was mixed signals because it didn't really have a descriptive idea of what was going on. Allen was. In the forefront, they said that he's vaccinated so he could still play Sunday. So if that's the case, God, no matter what, I think Guyton's a smash play this week. I love the matchup because he's 3,400. And if Williams manages to sit, that's even a better matchup and a smash matchup for him. Um, the sit for the week this week is Marquise Brown, uh, $6,300. I just don't love the matchup. That price is very high for his inconsistent rate. He's only averaging, I think, like eight, 9 to 10 fantasy points on, or on DraftKings per week. So $6,300, you're going to have to get more than 10 points from me. 
in order to buy that price. For my tight end start this week, John Bates. Logan Thomas is out for the year. I understand Seals is still in the picture. But even if you watched last week's game, Bates came in the game, still got some uh, got some targets. I like Bates at that price of $3,000. And I think if you're looking for a tight end this week, I don't hate playing him in Logan Thomas's spot either. Am I sit for the week this week? Again, simple reminder, this is for DraftKings is Rob Gronkowski, $6,000. I'm not saying he's not going to go out there. He'll probably score five touchdowns because I put him on my list. But um, it's he's not going to get two touchdowns every week. He's, I think, the third highest priced tight end. I just don't love him this week because I don't see him as a consistent DraftKings enter in your lineup. If you want to sprinkle him in a few times, that's fine, but I'm just not playing him uh, at all. What about your tight ends situation? Yeah, so my start this week is Kyle Pitts. I get that he has not had the super high highs we were expecting, but he's actually been fairly steady. He has at least two catches in every game. He's tied in nine on the season. Um, he's getting a ton of targets. He's still the number one option in that passing game. So, you know, it hasn't been outlandish numbers, but he's been a very steady option at tight end that I think people are kind of overlooking because of all the hype around him. And on the flip side, I'm not starting Gerald Everett. He had a awful game last week. Um, I get that, you know, he probably aren't going to fumble twice and have to have a bunch of killer drops every game, but he's still only tied in 25 on the season. Seattle's pass offense and offense in general is a bit of an enigma. I feel no need to roll him out, especially in a crucial week. I tell you each and every week, the, the, the tight end position is just ugly. It's just ugly. It's ugly. It's ugly. It gets uglier, I feel like, and I just – I don't love it. I'm not a big fan. I just hate it unless you have Kelsey. And Kelsey hasn't been all that weekly. You know what I mean? Some of these guys in the top ten, they're like, they're not – they haven't been great week to week. They have one huge week that that vaults them into the top ten, and they're just consistently each week really kind of burns you in the long run, which is kind of interesting to watch unfold. Yeah. Um, with that being said, we've gotten everything out of the way. Um, for this week and we are going to go ahead and transition over to the movie corner box and let you kick it off what have you watched and before we dive into what they can what have you watched lately that you've liked didn't like didn't love what you got you got that weekly movie movie roundup that i really enjoyed reading uh kind of gives some of the audiences listening uh to some ideas of what you've been watching yeah, I, you know, I, I've been seeing a lot. We're in the season two uh, where it's a uh, weekly Hallmark Christmas movie corner, um, you know, because I, I get in a few of those. This week I only saw one of those, which was, uh, you know, I had to watch the Christmas at the castle with my wife. It wasn't uh, too bad. Um, you know, always these movies set it up. Will they find love? Will all their dreams come true? It's Hallmark. They definitely will. Uh, <laughs> But uh, last week I saw a bunch of different things. I, like you, saw Power of the Dog. I thought uh, Benedict Cumberbatch was good, but that was kind of an interestingly uh, dry uh, watch. The couple that I liked the most um, last last week was I saw Encanto in theaters. Um, that one's starting to drop on Disney Plus on Christmas Eve, but it's out in theaters right now. I liked that a lot. I liked the visual style. I actually liked the music. Um, I liked the performances and the story. I got a real kick out of that. That's probably my favorite animated film of the year so far. Um, and then I saw another movie on HBO Max called Women is Losers um, that 
I didn't know that much about it. It's a small little movie, um, but I really appreciated the performances and the way that was put together. I liked that one a lot. I ended up giving it uh, four stars, which, as you know, I'm I'm not uh, I'm pretty judicious with my stars. Very much so. Very much so. Um, let's see here. Let me let me go through some of the stuff that I've watched. Uh, some of the stuff is not yet quite available. West Side Story is available today. Um, in theaters, uh, starting off tonight, uh, there's some screenings going around. Did not love it. I didn't love the message of the movie. I just did not love it. I, there's a lot of you people that are going to. I'm, it's just not. I'm not one of them. Uh, Don't look up. I was able to release my review of that. I did love that a whole lot. Um, also, I watched a documentary, The Iron Temple. Um, I enjoyed that as well. It's 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 a solid documentary. Highly recommend checking it out. Uh, Jockey, which comes out latter part of the year, uh, it's a decent little movie. It's a side of jockeying that we've never seen before, which was pretty cool to kind of see the behind the scenes look of that. But outside of that, it's just fine. Um, also, uh, one movie that I really oh by the way, I saw Being the Ricardos, which releases very soon. Um, I thought it's a steaming pile of garbage. Um, Javier Bardem was one of the worst casting choices. Well, he's tied with Ansel Elgort for one of the worst casting choices of the year um, because both of them are terrible for the roles that they were cast in. I didn't love Nicole Kidman as Lucia Ball. As a fan of I Love Lucy, I did not love her either. Um, But I will say this, and I'm not... I'm not entirely sure when it comes out, but I'm gonna and I and I hate not being prepared for this. Oh man, there it is. Um, I'm trying to see if it's available on something here, but I'm not seeing that it is. But Which it's, one? it's a movie called No Man of God. It's on VOD. It's on VOD. There we go. That is where we're at. Okay, so it's on VOD. It stars Elijah Wood and Luke Kirby. Elijah Wood plays Bill uh, Hagmeyer, an FBI agent who was the, the only FBI agent that Ted Bundy would talk to. And I stumbled across it because I got an email saying, hey, FYC, we want you to check this out. And I just kind of threw it on thinking that it was what it was, right? You know what I mean? And I ended up really liking it. They gave two phenomenal performances. Um, they really kind of mixed up my rankings. They might, you know, I, I've got I've got my ever-loving list of best actor and best actress going, or best, best actor and best supporting actor going, and it's kind of hard to kind of really, you know, f- cipher through. So I'm, I got a plans on sitting down and kind of sorting through that. Um, also watched The Card Counter, which I really loved. I really loved a lot. Um, as far as what is out this week, I have no clue. I don't think there's West any. Side story opens. Like I said, as far as I know, nothing is out this week. Uh, no, you know, I, I just worst casting of the year. I feel like you forgot about Ben Platt in uh, Dear uh, Evan Hansen. I like to forget about that movie completely. So, oh, I, I did forget National Champions does come out this week, which does look intriguing. I've seen some good things about it. Uh, I'll watch it at some point. Um, obviously, West Side Story does come out. And then, of course, next week's the big week. Uh, Nightmare Alley comes Oh, that's not the one you're talking about, I guess. Yeah, Spider-Man No Way Home comes out. I am fortunate enough to be able to see it on Tuesday. Um, I am taking a backpack trip down to Atlanta to see it. But um, I, uh, I I just i am ready to see it so we can stop talking about it on Twitter. I, uh, I, uh, Speaking yeah. of which, if you... 
are not going to be able to see it on Thursday, you should probably throw your social media in the garbage until you do see it because people have already been out ruining that movie, posting things. Our friend Amanda posted her list of like 90 keywords that she now has permanently blocked because of that movie. I I just know somebody's going to be a dick and ruin that thing on Thursday afternoon. The problem with the mute thing, right? And I realized this again with Hawkeye because I woke up Thursday morning? Mm-hmm. No, Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. Wednesday morning. I woke up, I get on Twitter, I'm scrolling through, just like I do every morning, you know, wasting my time away scrolling through social media. You know, that's the cool thing to do with our lives. But as I was doing it, the problem with the mute button, it does not capture the character that they put at the end of the things. So I mute, I've muted every Marvel thing there is known to man. Every Spider-Man word, every spider. I, I I got rid of the word spider in my damn thing and Spider-Man together. Spider-Man with the little thing in between it. Spider and man, Spider-Man, Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield. I've muted all of it. I've muted everything Hawkeye related. And yet, I got on there and I still happen to see a picture from the episode that had just released four hours prior. Comic book people are literally the most insufferable human beings in the history of society. I don't know what you get from that high of spoiling stuff, but it's not cool. You're not cool. It's not a cool you thing. Look, to I've do. told you a bunch of times, stop following LaShawn McCoy. It's just, it makes me so angry. Like, what do you get from, what do you get from spoiling stuff? I, I don't know. I just I'm annoyed by it. So that's all I've got. Yeah. So the the big thing that probably the big release that went wider last week that we've now both seen is Come On, Come On, which I know is one of your uh, your favorites. Um, I saw it yesterday. I thought it was it was decent. I liked Joaquin Phoenix in it. I liked Gabby Hoffman. I've not seen her uh, probably in a more adult role. Um, it's kind of interesting. This seems like the year for contenders in black and white. Belfast black and white. This one's black and white. Tragedy of Macbeth's black and white. It's making well, a comeback. Well, the thing about it is, at the end of the day, you are just a mean individual and don't like good movies. You're getting older, and I feel like your taste in film is doodling down, sir. And it's really starting to hurt my heart. Because come on, come on. Is a beautiful film. I love it. It's I, and I can't wait to rewatch it. I have it. I got it here somewhere, somewhere around here that I'm going to watch, and I'm going to rewatch it. And I can't wait to rewatch it because it's the one film that I have said that if I rewatch it, it's potential that it could be a five star movie. So it's one of the I've only given two five star movies out this entire year. So and one of them it took me three watches to give it. So yeah. So I, I've only done one. My one five star so far is Coda. But what were your five? One of yours was Mass, which I, you know, I gave four and a half. Which, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Somebody had pointed out a certain thing. I understand why you gave Coda five stars now. You are the man. You love one specific group of movies a whole lot. You and your wife watch a whole lot of them every year. Lifetime movies. That's what Coda reminds me. Yeah. I never watched anything off Lifetime. Huh? Hallmark. Oh, Hallmark Lifetime. Same thing. It's the same thing. No. Very (laughs) different. Hallmark is all about the happy ending. Lifetime is all about finding out your man cheated on you. 
It's the same Hallmark <laughs> Lifetime. Now, for me, the emotional HBN. component is such a huge, um, is such a huge deal, and that's where. So there are moments in Come On, Come On that I, um, I really like. There's one of the books that he reads, which is actually the book that he reads the text of in the trailer. Um, that. I was really taken with there were a couple of moments where uh between him and his nephew that i was really taken with and you, you make it sound like a trash i gave it three and a half which honestly we've, we've discussed before i have ranked now almost six thousand movies i have given 36 things total five stars so three and a half is a pretty um you know is is pretty solid for me i don't give a lot of things it takes a lot to vault up into four. It takes an even greater amount to go into four and a half. I think the amount of movies I have total four and a half or above is less than 50. Yeah. I just think that you're me. So that's what I'm going to say about that. Mr. Fox, you and your lifetime movie or Hallmark movie, whatever you want to call Coda, which I like Coda. I'm not going to say anything bad about There's it. There's something story. about the, the story. And there was a couple of scenes where I just, it just got me, you know, and, and also my, my other five-star movie, Spencer. So there's that, um, which now see, there's one where we have a real disparity. Cause I can't even remember what I gave it. It was definitely sub three. Well, again, as you're getting older around here, it's getting, you're getting very mean and very, uh, disheartening towards me. Cause you don't love me anymore, but that's all I'm going to take this as is you don't love me anymore. Matthew Fox. See, we have we have a few that were like in lockstep, Mass, Nine Days, uh, Jessica Chastain, and in the eyes of Tammy Faye, and then there's somewhere we're just, you know, we're Raiders Chiefs. Yeah, well, one of us is the Chiefs, and one of us is the Raiders, and that's all we're gonna say about that before we go. Um, I'll let you guys decide which is which. Um, it just depends on what side of the fence you're on and what movies it is. Honestly, there's a lot of times Matthew and I are, are within the same ballpark of films within a star, half a star, even of, of the show. God, you gave the card counter a one and a half. Good Lord. You destroyed the card. I really enjoyed the card counter. I'm still higher than Amanda. I just, I don't know. And I, I think, and I told you eh. that it's just my cup of tea. At the end of the day, I think it's just my cup of tea. Did, did Paul Schrader do first reformed? Yeah. Yeah, I could tell. I didn't really like First Reform that much. So. I did not like that either. I know there's. I know why you liked it, and I, I just like in a negative way. I just didn't, you know. I, just for me, like I like movies centered around cards and betting and and stuff like that. So, and I like Oscar Isaac. I think he was good in the movie. I don't. Think it's a great movie. I I think that I probably overranked it, which I'm fine with. It is what it is. But with that being said. We're going to get out of here um, with that because, um, yeah, I was just looking at, I just can't believe I just saw that one and a half stars and I'm heartbroken. I don't even, I'm befuddled on what to say. So you know what, folks, thanks for listening. I'm going to go cry in a corner because Matthew Fox broke my heart again. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.